the kettle demanded attention as a thin morning light played with the shadows on the room's immaculate walls. Pat had been awake for a while and couldn't understand how absurdly normal everything was. Every day, from the moment he remembered something about his existence, had been punctuated by exceptional events and very banal things like getting out of bed putting on coffee and making breakfast for someone every morning he put his muscles and his brain in motion to try to find the lost road but then every other moment of the day made him doubt himself and any plausible meaning that this new life of his could have there was no peace in his head ever except when he threw his thoughts on paper and when he listened to music preferably rock and British Pat was almost convinced that hidden in his taste and sense of guilt there were clues to the life he had been taken from but while this thought prevented him from collapsing on the other hand it was also preventing him from living and looking forward and when should he tell Cassandra what happened in Philadelphia in a trip like that he constantly felt he fucked up not to tell her about his double too late Maybe everything, everything was so definitely messed up. Sighing, he put two teaspoons of instant coffee in each cup and added milk and two scoops of sweetener in one of them. He stared well. And for a few moments, he got lost in that hot vortex, trying to breathe deep.
deeply. The air of serene, domestic, everyday life that filled the room. He knocked on the door of Cassandra's room, even though it was ajar. The window was half open, and with the shutters raised completely, the sunlight had invaded the space and seemed to give Cassandra's face a new and almost never expressed sweetness. Pat had never really considered her as a woman. He was used to seeing Cassandra as his companion in adventure, the other half of the puzzle. And for these very valid reasons, she appeared asexual in his eyes. He could not consider himself her modern Adam at the gates of a new universe to be conquered. That was not how Pat saw things. Though completely overwhelmed by the madness of the situation, Pat was determined to keep his focus on the events, on the sequence of reasonable explanations that sooner or later would bring him home to his destiny. To do this, he needed Cassandra to stay by his side, investigating about that murder was supposed to be a way to find the key to the problem. And he would have done all he could not to fail at any cost. The clock radio on the bedside table next to Cassandra's bed had started to ring. A male voice from the NY rock radio then wished everyone a good day. And without too much useless chatter, he had launched Ooh La La by the faces and Cassandra's eyes began to open slowly. As soon as she realised the picture, she raised her arms. Then like a cat, she sat up, leaning on her pillow and taking the steaming cup of coffee in her hand. Pat was smiling at her, and she returned his smile without hesitation. How did you sleep? Well, very well. The bed is comfortable, and the pillow is perfect. We are paying for quality things.
had sat on the corner of the bed and sipped his coffee. Cassandra did not seem in the least affected by their surreal condition, poised between being considered outlaws or Martians. Do you ever think about who you really are? He asked her, without too many preambles. Cassandra swallowed. I am what I am, and what I will be. If the past defy me, I wouldn't be here, since I don't remember it. Pat took the blow and dropped to the edge of the already tired bed. She is also a fucking philosopher, he thought. Then already, bored by Pat's predictable pessimism, she threw him a slip of paper on which she had diligently noted all the inconsistencies found in Whitaker's cell phone. Tell me what's wrong with it, she told him, as she got up to go to the bathroom. Pat sat back upright and took a first look at the notes. Cassandra had repeatedly underlined a recurring number and name. She understood that Whitaker had to have a second life where he was no longer the faithful husband but a secret and obsessive lover. The woman in question was simply called A. It was probably the initial of her name and she seemed to be a colleague of his. Pat was starting to read again between the lines of those notes when from the bathroom and with the sound of the shower in the background Cassandra was drawing his attention. Pat walked over and Cassandra reassured him. You can come in and behind the glass in the shower and you can't see anything. Pat rolled his eyes then walked into the bathroom. Cassandra's head had peeked out and her eyes were watching his almost waiting for him to come to the same conclusions as hers. I looked on the net to check who corresponds to that landline number Whittaker had called two hours before he was dead. And do you want to know who it belongs to? She asked him with a girlish smile. 
Pat's eyes widened, already dreading the answer. FBI, Cassandra burst out laughing, disappearing in the shower, leaving Pat completely stunned and overwhelmed by the desire to replicate the most famous scene from Psycho. Psycho.